0: Them come. This is their fate.
1: Alright, all right. Well, even get my bird man. right, all right. Welcome back to the House of Wolves podcast. I am your host, Deontay. Here are my near and dear friends, Jalen and Josh. We got some stuff we're gonna talk about, some some stuff we're gonna elaborate more on, right? We're gonna elaborate on a few things. Gamescom, Halo, Netflix, Gotham Knights. We got that Assassin's Creed Mirage. Um, I think it's called Mirage. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we got some stuff to talk about. And uh, without further ado, let's start. So, Jalen, Josh, you know, before we get into all that other stuff, how y'all feeling? What y'all been doing? Games y'all been playing? Um, who wanted to start? Who wanted to start?
0: Yeah, I go first. Um, everything's straight. I'm just gonna move back to Chicago. Um, not a whole lot changed since the last podcast. Um, but I'm trying to think of games I playing I'm actually playing Fallen Jedi right now. I beat Ratchet and Clank. Ooh, yeah, boy. How, was, boy, that, really how was that
1: Ratchet and Clank? How was that Ratchet?
0: Man, they don't miss. They
1: don't miss, dude
0: The <laughs> agents of Doom don't miss
1: either. no that was a really good game uh I liked it a lot anyway um they kept talking about the story or whatever I'm like I really haven't I played when I played Ratchet and Clank the original too I wasn't like super interested in like where the story was going but more so the stuff you were doing the characters you were meeting and stuff like that but like my biggest thing with I think the when I initially played Ratchet Um, I think my biggest gripe was I felt as if it was a little short but that was it like I didn't have any problems with the game pacing or story or whatever Um, so yeah it was a really cool game a lot of cool weapons Um, even me talking to you about it we had different stuff but anyways continue Uh,
0: a lot of agents of Doom, boy they be Chop chop, 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 chop. <laughs> <laughs> but, I don't even uh, nah, think I pretty, used
1: them like that.
0: And them agents are doomed. They they was on I think they was on the second one, bro. Them hooks used to be working. Right I used to not like these dudes, bro. <laughs> but uh but other than that, that's pretty much it. So I'm gonna keep playing Fallen Jedi and Maybe I'll have an update or something next week. So I like it so far though.
1: Yeah, Fallen Jedi.
0: Okay. Nice. Yeah.
1: How far are you
2: or you know how how much you played
0: of it? I ain't played that much of it. Um, I only played maybe like an hour or two. I'm on. I think it's like Zepho or something like that, and then it's another planet. Okay. So I'm you should play a,
2: a bit of it.
0: Yeah, I'm on that that's, I think I think it's Zepho. I can't remember what planet it is. It was. Uh,
2: is that the the green planet with like the 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 rocks all like split up?
0: I don't, you got the first planet you go to where you see the Jedi, do or yeah. he, the three sages or whatever. Um, And then after that, they give you the option to go to two different planets. I'm on one of the planets oh, yeah. and the second one. Yeah. yeah, so I'm at the beginning.
2: One of them is like a base
0: and the other one, I, f- I forgot, but okay. Yeah, yeah I guess it's, it's more like a base. A mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah, don't do me. I've been playing, you know, playing some games, man. I like games. <laughs> I like games. You like games.
1: Yeah. Uh, but um, okay. Well, what about you, Josh? What you been up to? Uh,
2: not much as far as playing games. Um, just playing Fortnite. Um, pretty Ew. much. Uh, that's what I spend my time on. Get on, play a couple matches, get some dubs. Uh, I've been trying to explore a couple other games because uh, I'm almost done with Fortnite. Like battle pass thing, some will hop onto something else. Uh, maybe Destiny, but we'll see. Destiny is like a whole class you gotta take before you can start playing it. Yes um, sir, yes sir. And then what else? I picked up Arkham Knight for like four dollars on Steam. Mm-hmm. Um, because I want I didn't, I never played that one. I played Arkham City and a little bit of um, Asylum. But anyways, I just wanted to play Arkham Knight, which was their last Batman game, to see how it is, and then, I guess, compare it more to, like, the this, the newest one that's coming out, and eventually Suicide Squad, but, um, yeah, I haven't started it yet, but uh, that's, I guess, what I'm planning to play.
1: Yeah, so, I mean, that's that's pretty much what um, Gotham Knights is, we'll talk about it, but When when I think of Arkham, like the series Batman Arkham and all of the games that came out, peak was probably still going to be Arkham uh, Gotham City, Uh, and then I mean Arkham Arkham Knight uh, is fine. Um, It's still a good game, and it had graphically it was a little bit more up to date. Um, But overall, the Batmobile didn't add too much to the game so it wasn't like really the best implementation um but overall the game was still solid too um yeah they didn't miss Rockstar to me didn't miss anyway but people felt like it was a miss um but not nah, they, they had really good writing um i think i think the story is what people felt the most you know up in arms about because of how they did it. It didn't really seem like it was, it was, it was the greatest story told, but whatever, who cares about, it? um, I don't, well, it's not that who cares, but those opinions can be, you know, it's, it's all opinionated. So, um, you might even really enjoy it. I, I know, I, I know I did, <laughs> but okay. Um, me, I've been playing destiny and, um, Yeah, don't don't say nothing. I played Destiny because I wanted to get familiar with the game as its state now, like its current state, and try to figure out whether or not the lightfall DLC will be as impactful as I think it would be. I'ma say yes as of now because there's a lot of things coming with the Destiny Lightfall DLC. In um, Destiny Two right now, honestly, I'm not gonna lie. It feels the exact same as when I left it. Um, they had so many different system updates and like new weapons and the glaive, but I find myself just using, you know, the same old, same old stuff that I always used. I don't feel and and like I don't feel like I have to use anything new my play style doesn't really have to be different arcs. The, you know, the, 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 the mod the modifications to, you know, 3.0 or 2.0, whatever they was calling it, you know, um, arc full weight and solar. I haven't played since they started doing that. Um, and yeah, I don't feel like I needed to, to change anything. I mean, it may be cool to build, um, like builds got a little bit more creative where you can actually go in and say, Hey, I want to be like, a, I want to be able to survive the longest, well, my durability all the way up. So, or my, um, resilience all the way up. So you have builds that you can create to kind of do that, to like, feel like a tank with most classes now. Um, but out- outside of that. It does feel the same Witch Queen for me, because I don't really play. the, I'm a solo player at the most. So I don't really engage with all the super, super in-game content. But, you know, going through the story and everything, it's been fine. Um, I've I found the story to be a little bit more enjoyable simply because of the legendary campaign. But overall, it's still desktop, but. I'm a I'm a I'm going to leave it at that because it that could be a whole topic. But Destiny I've been playing that and um I've been playing Strangers of Paradise. <laughs> and uh it's not bad. I ain't going to say it's bad. I just don't I thought the mechanical the mechanics and like the things that's in the game were going to be a little bit more fleshed out. I just started, so I can't really say that they're bad, but I feel like I have all the the tricks in the book for the game. And now it's just becoming like this weird timing fight versus like a real Devil May Cry style fight. So it may not be my cup of tea because it's like a lot of parrying and using the right block at the right time to you know gain an advantage. And I don't really care for that type of gameplay. Honestly, um, I find it rather boring, but um, maybe we'll see with a lot of the freaking weapons that they have available. I think it might be easy to overcome. So, uh, right, we'll see. Um, but yeah, that's all I've been doing. Um, bought some games on Steam. What did I buy? I bought Dead Island Riptide Definitive Edition, and I've been running through that. Play like four yeah, hours. Right yeah dead island um I played on the steam deck while before I go to sleep. I played some of that um and I bought surge too for like four dollars and I was gonna try that um i'm I don't know if those were good purchases, but they were cheap, so I was like sure, <laughs> why not I know dead island like. I really have to start looking at the games that I can have access to before I buy stuff because it's cheap. Because I have Dead Island on my PC. Not on my PC, but on my Xbox. I think it's in Game Pass. Um, but I still bought it again. But I wanted to play it on the Steam Deck, so that's fine. Uh, but yeah, that's all I've been doing. You no, know, Get up, hang out with the kids, go work, hang out with the kids, play games. Hang out with the kids, same old rigmarole. Uh, but yeah, let's let's go ahead and then jump straight into these topics, though. Um, first one we talk about, we gonna talk. Uh, this was one of uh, Jalen's favorite. He want to talk about she hawk right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You want to talk about that torture scene? Nah, no, <laughs> um, I ain't <haven't> funny, <laughs> He said, I I will not indulge. Uh, uh, All right, well, let's talk about uh, Gamescom. That's the first thing I want to talk about. Uh, Gamescom had like some, we didn't wrap it up last time because honestly, I just, it was, I was tired um, and we didn't have enough time left in our little thing. So now we're going to talk about it and all the things that kind of came out of it. Um, probably the biggest things that they, they did all of the, um, uh, I think everybody is trying to, is kind of going with Hogwarts was the one that stole the show. I don't know. I'm trying to figure out the biggest thing that was revealed. And I think, I mean, Hogwarts showing off of, you know, Slytherin and Hufflepuff and all that stuff. I mean, that's cool, but I mean, that that's not. Something to steal to show it, I would think it would be Dead Island. The game has been gone for eight years. But um Yeah, GamesCop had a lot of stuff and it and it kind of got me intrigued for next year because this was like a this was better than a lot of the other um reveals and opening nights. Like Tokyo Game Show is going on right now, right? If mm-hmm. I'm not mistaken. I ain't heard much from Tokyo. I mean, I think it's finna... When is it? It's officially started, right?
2: Uh, Yeah, but it's like a week-long thing. They got, like, weird... Some days, you know, they just doing, like, press stuff, and then later days, they're doing trailers. Gotcha. But yeah, it's supposed to be... You know, over the next week, you'll, you'll hear more
0: stuff coming out. Okay, and, yo,
2: oh and, and You've seen everything Square Enix got.
0: Yo, boys, man. Yeah, we, we already out. know what they not going
1: right. to do. Man, they got a whole lineup. Man, really, they gonna, really. Please be excited. A whole lineup, but please be excited for another announcement. We're going to announce the announcement, final, final and final then answer. please be excited for another announcement. That's it. They don't really show nothing. <laughs> I, I I have I have no doubt in my mind, the biggest thing they're going to show is forespoken. All The rest of that stuff going to get like, teaser CG, CG trailers, bro. I, um, they got at least decent. they got something man that's not <laughs>
0: <Stop> <laughs> your boys this. man
1: Stop you playing Final Fantasy Sireny
0: Stranger days, Paradise
1: man. I'm playing it yeah but I got it on sale and I didn't play it immediately and I, I'm like I'm at this point I don't think I like it but man, um, Josh,
0: Josh you played that game
1: man <laughs> hell nah <'Cause>
0: I ain't <laughs> played either I think
1: he a fanboy
0: for innings, man. got him in a uh, toe code uh,
1: yeah yeah sure yeah. Okay, buddy. Sure, but they I think the mainline Final Fantasy games.
0: once I played, I that out there, stuff. So I fought it.
1: <laughs> Man, whatever, dude. Because I because I'm interested in these types of games. I guess um, Square Enix is 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 for me. I suppose, but they got a bunch of iOS, you know, Android, a bunch of. It's just a bunch of garbage, bro. Half this list is, like, terrible. So, if you haven't seen this list going around, and um, we're not even going to be talking about Square Enix, but Crisis Core, they got the family, Final Fantasy, you know, Seven Reunion, Uh sure. Uh, Diofield Chronicles? I have no idea what that is. I, is that that? No, I don't know what it's that is. Tactical game, it's a, it's another, like, yeah, it's tactical RPG. Okay. okay, Dragon X, Dragon Quest X Offline and then Dragon Quest X online. Yeah, sure.
0: That's what people been looking for. Bro, people be playing Dragon Quest X still.
1: If you yeah. say so, man. You hop- I, I don't In know Japan, about they be this. playing it.
0: But oh. now, they, if they come out with an offline version, I mean, I ain't look too much into it because I ain't ever cared, but people been playing Dragon Quest X for a good, man. I'm tired of people yeah. talking about it. But they be playing be that.
2: Interested to see what they got
0: with, the, with that. Yeah, I am too at this point because that game it's like a MMO kind. It's been around for a long time. What was it on the Wii? Nah. No, it wasn't. It's was on PC. I think
2: it was on PC. It was also on the Wii, but only in Japan, and you got you know pay monthly and stuff. So. Hopefully with this offline version, I don't know if they gonna translate it or anything like that, but with
1: the offline version, at least you got the option to play it like a regular game. So then they got Dragon Quest, The Adventures of Dai or Day on uh, D-A-O-I, A Hero's Bond, and that's got a iOS version and the art. I don't know what the arcade version means, but sound like some garbage um final fantasy 7 ever crisis ios garbage um final fantasy 7 rebirth that's ps5 might be interested to see and that of course and they got the final fantasy uh 16 uh which is yeah no is that final fantasy 14 uh 14 final yeah. fantasy 16 okay So 14, I mean, everybody know that's one of the biggest games out right now, so it's great. Final Fantasy 16 might be good. I mean, but they really they really pushed all this through with this iOS stuff. Like, um Yeah, I only see like three games on here. Well four um that's gonna actually come to the PS5. And yeah, I mean, I we'll see. Like at the end of the day, they got they got their big mains, and um, we all gonna show up for Final Fantasy VII. Uh, even me now, even though um, I didn't care for the story, I still don't care for the story all that much. I like the gameplay, so and that's still probably their best gameplay game out right now because strangers of paradise ain't gonna hit the mark i can feel that already um so yeah i mean we'll see anyway back to games kind of like we were talking about um for a while I was rudely interrupted by some square enix fanboys sonic's frontiers um got a release date and i think we t- i don't know if we even talked about that release date isn't it like November 8th It's like right around that time of um, God of War and stuff? Oh, uh, probably so. So it's going to get slept on um, for sure, for show, And it probably is for good reason. It doesn't look like the greatest game, but doesn't look like a bad game either. It's mean? been shaping up.
2: Jalen going to play that? He ain't going to play God of War?
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, Jalen. But Jalen's not the norm. Jalen's been... Fascinated with this blue hedgehog since inception, I would think. Um,
0: he was so. he was around before I was born, so.
1: Well, since your inception, I don't know. Whenever you got to the point where you can think about video games and see video games, and he was like, "This is the guy for me. He's fast. His I like his animations. I like, you know, animations a big deal for Jalen. Uh, he liked his the colorful screen. He liked the the the, the maps." So um a- am I not telling the truth here that you you're you're a Sonic fan or no?
0: Man, I thought you sent a shot at my video, bro. <laughs> I sent shots at your video. <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, how I send the shots? I'm just I'm just stating what it is, the obvious. Nah. Yeah, you like Sonic. So I mean, this might be high up there on your list. Uh, were you planning on buying it day one or did you still need more time to see if it was a good game?
0: Shoot, I need more time. Bro. I can't jump into these games like I used to. bro. they be they be selling me mm-hmm. false dreams.
1: False dreams. Yeah. I definitely think Sonic is not trying to oversell what the game is but I definitely think that they can't really provide uh, a selling point for this game either because it's been too many times where it's just been bad. So, even if they show on everything that looks good, um they have to they have to wait till reviews come out for people to really start to gravitate towards it. Cause at the end of the day, it's a Sonic Games open world. And right now the premise is that he's trying to save an island or these people from these these bad corporations. It's just like, there's no point in trying to understand the story, but we really need to figure out whether or not the gameplay is going to be solid. And they have introduced small glimpses of like actual 3D, 2D um, type of worlds where you kind of go through them on the sky scroll. So they, it might have a lot of different things for a lot of different people. But right now I'm going I'm to a, I'm a hold off on, you know, getting excited about it. Please be excited. No, thank you. Uh, Gotham Knights is going to, in my opinion, crash and burn, but, um, it might not, I feel like it's going to be another Avengers where they put a lot of money behind it. They try, they try, to think because the characters are cool, that people are going to gravitate towards it. And it's going to be a, a cluster of a mess of when it finally comes out, which is October 21st. They moved it up, um, trying to win some hearts before the big rush of November, um, but honestly, it ain't gonna work. Um, I think this game is gonna be bad. With yeah.
2: shotbox,
1: it's it's looking rough because,
2: like, the Batman games are always were like some of the most popular ones last generation, and it's been a while since they had one. And the ones that they're coming out with are, I guess, trying to be different from the old games. So, like suicide squad game that come out next year it's, it's not about batman it's about suicide squad so you can still get those dc characters but in a different environment uh looks like and then with this one batman's not even in the game it's all of the bat kids uh in the game and mm-hmm. instead of just being like a they i guess it wasn't really open world but it was just like a a big playground where you went around and did investigations is Batman and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not going with that. It's more like a mission-based co-op open world thing. I'm thinking more like a Far Cry type setup where you can hopefully drop in, drop out with yep. co-op people, do missions, fight bosses, stuff like that. Because uh, the world would never get better. Yeah. yeah. That on its own is not bad, but it's just you have to put a lot of effort into that to make it work because a lot of games have tried online co-op stuff. And if you don't do it right, they going to fail hard like the Avengers game. So um, one Gotham city is Gotham. It's a big ass empty city (laughs) with a bunch of goons that you just run around fighting. So it really don't need to be open world, but it is so you can jump on your buildings, jump down on people, but there's nothing to do in the city, but fight, and swing around so i don't know why they even went with that and plus the combat doesn't really look improved because like batman combat is kind of like dated now and they've they've updated it but you still look like you're flipping
1: around and like counter doing extra stuff yeah. for no reason like yeah. <laughs> i was i was watching um i think it was um night wings um yeah stuff and I'm like, how bro, how many flips you gonna do, bro? You didn't even move. Like, like I hated it. Yeah, how and that, that boss movement. like he did like twenty thousand backflips and then punched <laughs> one. Like, bro. <laughs> I was like, bro, this is mad goofy, yo. I don't know who animated you or who tried to make this look cool, but it's not cool. So uh yeah, I definitely think it's gonna crash and burn. I I can go out there and say that. Um they might have cool boss fights that might save it a little bit. People might actually review it well. Um, but overall, live service games like this usually don't tend to work out because there's so much you have to do to get it right. Um, and you're better off starting with a brand new IP to try because, really, coming in, you're going to have hardcore fans that love the series, love the game. They're going to trash it because they feel like it's not missing something or it's not there. It should have been like this or whatever the case may be. Then you got the people that's going to be trying it and it's going to feel bare bones. So, You're going to lose on both fronts, um, or at least if people were a little, people might be more open to just like original IP with this type of formatting, like Destiny, because everybody didn't know, nobody knew nothing. And they, they strung us along of of the promise of telling us something for years and that worked for them. So I don't think this is going to work out. So it's unfortunate, but it's the truth. Um. Yeah, because I mean, I mean otherwise it doesn't truth, look um, bad. Like you said, yeah. the
2: animations are, are all right. It, graphically, it looks better than their other games. So mm-hmm. at, like with the Suicide Squad, it seems like they just have a kind of like the, I guess it's the same situation as the Avengers, where the Avengers game had the online focus and it wasn't compelling and it failed. Mm-hmm. But Guardians of the Galaxy didn't have any online stuff. It was just strictly focused on telling a good story. And people liked it. Yep. So it seems to be the same situation here where the Gotham game is too focused on like co op and online and not bringing a good, compelling story. And hopefully, it's, it seems like what Suicide Squad is doing is the opposite where it might still have an online component, but they're focusing directly on like, we just want to tell a good story.
1: Absolutely. Who don't want to take down the, the um, Justice League? Like, it sounds fun. So. I would rather play that over any day over this and um probably going to be a, a large skip for me. Um, but I guess before I wrap this whole talk about Gotham Knights up and their whole, uh, uh, potential crash and burn, what game ha- like this have we seen succeed? Um, I'm trying I was trying to think as I was saying it cuz I was like Destiny and it's like yeah, it's not that same um I'm talking about like co-op online really large, really big. I mean MMOs sometimes can get away with it. I know for a very long time. What's that game called DC Universe or DC something? <laughs> yeah. That was something that was like I mean, it was it was large in that community for what it was. Anyway, it was a large MMO.
2: Yeah, but. I I don't play them. I hear people like Ghost Recon Wildlands, which is kind of like a co op thing. But um, yep. in my experience, okay. all of the like co op based games were fun because they were like shorter mission based, where you can just jump in and out. Mm-hmm. And like like I love Resident Evil Five, and I love a lot of three sixty games that were co op. Because you can just jump in, jump out. But whenever it's just like a big game like Borderlands, where it's four people online, everybody got separate missions and quests and stuff like that, it's kind of convoluted. Kind of and I don't know which ones are like live service that have actually succeeded because it it kind of acts like too much of players to like match up with people to just play the game. Because you run into the issue where it's like oh, I want to play the game. I'm playing by myself, so it's too hard. So I gotta get online with people and that don't work out always, so...
1: Yeah, let's stay there. Borderlands. Um, Do we feel like Borderlands 2 have more success because of their online component or less success because of their online component? I never got online with friends to play Borderlands. They would always be, like, local. Um... So I'm trying to figure out if that was if I can consider that cuz Borderlands 3 came out and when Borderlands 3 came out everybody was like kind of of the same the instances were like everything was much better and I think that game had a much better online component than Borderlands 2 but Borderlands 2 had more success. So I'm trying to figure mm-hmm. out if could be is it because they it was considered a online co-op game or more so because they had a compelling story and people just to loot in that game. And then, then they're, if after they done with that, that main focus component of the game, they would go out and branch off to play with friends with their secondary characters and stuff like that. But the first time you played it and how they really start to grow the audience is based off of the single player component. So yeah, that, that's interesting because, um, when I think of it, and why I like Borderlands a lot, it wasn't because I was. It was co op. It was more so because, um, yeah, I it was lo- good. looting and like the it, story. You
2: can play it by yourself. Like that's the main thing. A lot of these games, like uh, use the Avengers for example, it's like a lot of the game you can technically maybe play it by yourself with but AI, you, uh, but. Well, with AI, but you're handicapped because you can feel this game was designed for co-op and now you don't have co-op. And so you're stuck in this situation. Like I remember I was fighting one of their more later DLCs was like you fight the the Hulk and the people I was playing with dropped out and they're not going to rematch me with nobody. And I was stuck in that boss fight for like 40 minutes because he had a bunch of health. I had to fight him alone. And it was just like, this sucks. If it was a single-player game, you wouldn't have to worry about that situation. And in Borderlands, I feel like I get the impression that a lot of people played it with friends and that made it more fun. But it was Mm -hmm. already fun to begin with without the online. And from what I've seen, I mean, we'll see. I I think the main thing is that you just got to do a lot of... Make sure you don't make any mistakes when making these online co-op games because... Said making mistakes like the Avengers did kind of kills the game. So, if Arkham or Gotham Knights can be a fun single player game with co op on top, that's cool, but it doesn't seem like that. It seems like this is a co op game, and if you're playing by yourself, it you might have issues.
1: Yeah, um, agreed. I feel like there's not really a way to stop. Um, I feel like there's 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 always going to be that, that premise of you should focus more like just like understanding and defining if that game is going to be online or it's going to be, um, if it's going to be solo based, because even if it has an online component, focusing in on that solo experience might be the best situation for some, but then at the same time, it could be lacking for others. Um, so it's really defining what the game is at the beginning. So people understand when they purchase it, um, what they're going to get themselves into. Like if this game is designed for co-op and I'm only playing solo, it might be an issue like multiverses, is, you can, you can probably feel that you can still play that game solo, but when you're playing it solo, it's a little bit more, um, it's less interesting than when you would, when you're playing co-op. So, um, it's designed around co-op, and it's it's designed to kind of play off of your characters, but it never pigeonholes. I don't feel like it pigeonholes you anyway, where you feel like you gotta play with two of this, these similar characters, where you so you or you you're gonna lose. It might get to that point because um more and more I play it lately, the more and more these people be going crazy on there, but um we'll see. I just think um the reason why some games succeed is because they definitely have a more solo focused mindset um i think destiny kind of hit the court like just right because um because it was still a decent solo experience you could still do a lot of stuff solo and the social aspect of people already being there that your matchmaking was cool Obviously, then there came in that component of the raids and all that other stuff, and like you can your grind was your own. You didn't have to grind with people, um, and then you kind of socialized and became a social more social game because of the dynamics of you know partying up for you know nightfalls and partying up for strikes and stuff like that. So, which you could still yeah, do, alone. and
2: at least at least partying up was easy too. Like you yeah. don't have to like. Go any special place to match make or anything like that, because like, yeah. you know, I like Elden Ring, but the online stuff is convoluted <laughs> in there. So, absolutely, Destiny was like just the easiest way. Just
1: invite somebody they in your group, and boom, you done. Yeah, you don't. They can stay with you the entire way until they they y'all have to break up. It was never like a break up after this event. It was like I want them to stay connected in orbit. Um, which I guess people don't give a lot of credit for being that in orbit because in orbit sucks sometimes. And you feel like, man, why you can't just let me take go to the next thing? But it's like this mm-hmm. feeling of bringing your, your friends along with you throughout the entirety of your game seems more cool than than what it is because really you could be in a menu system, but the in orbit, it feels like you're actually together and you can see the ships yeah, and all that it crap. Felt so seamless. Yeah, it the, felt, the felt seamless even though. It was more of a headache when it came to it because you're like, okay, now I gotta go to orbit. Okay, now I gotta wait. Now I gotta pick the next event and I gotta go through all these menus when really they could just allow me to, you know, move to the next destination and bring everybody with them. But regardless of what we think about it, stuff that they designed worked. Um, So yeah, Gotham Knights, unfortunately. you just don't have it. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully there's something that saves you. Like, honestly, I don't like when games just don't do well. Um, But I just, I, the writing's on the wall. I can feel it. I can feel all the critics getting their little pen sharp for, this is a bland game or, you know, the, 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 the highlighting, the problems but never talking about the the good things about the game is i can see that coming so fast right now um but yeah i mean what can you do they're gonna still put it out they still gotta make some money off of it and uh hopefully people will watch play i mean use it or play it uh the dual sense edge controller we cop it that's that new uh that's the Xbox Series X um controller. That's that new um That's that new Elite controller for the uh dual sense. What's weird about this controller is they got like triggers in the front. I never understood. Well, I, I I still don't get that design. Um But yeah, the DualSense was announced. They don't have a price. I don't know why they don't have a price. Um maybe they scurred. You know why they know. got a price. <laughs> maybe they scarred maybe they a little scarred man i don't know like three hundred dollars <laughs> you think it's gonna be 300 i don't know because the uh, elite is what well, like t-
2: the new elite is like 220 or something like that yeah and i feel like they playstation is maybe they put more features in it with like the the uh the special rumble and and stuff like that so they definitely getting close to 300 or more
1: was the Elite controller your fav- your first, like, uh, controller that had, like, um, customization options and back buttons and all that stuff? Was this, like, your first expensive controller you bought?
2: Yeah, I would say it, it was my first expensive one because I didn't uh, buy the... I
1: used the first Elite, but I didn't buy the first Elite. I bought the, uh, the second one. Gotcha, gotcha. Jalen, have you ever bought a... <laughs> have you ever bought a... Uh, more than like, even if it was, even if it just was, uh, even if it was, if it had like a cool feature, I remember, um, I bought like a bunch of them cheap afterglow ones where they like glowed in the dark, <laughs> <laughs> even though they were trash controllers. Uh, I thought they had like a cool gimmick to them. You ever bought like any, uh, like, mad cats. Know, yeah, mad cats or whatever <laughs> type of controller. Totally. No, nah, I had one. It didn't work when I bought it. Ah, really. I did for like the PS2, but I, I got out
2: of that quickly because they would always break. And mm. then you get to like the Wii generation where you got to get the Nintendo brand stuff. Otherwise, it's going
1: to so, be trash. <laughs> the Wii we the Wii Wii ain't going to work. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I forgot all uh, about Mad Cats, man. What happened to them kids?
0: Like they merged or something like that. But I, I bought a controller. like this is real clear I had brought a controller to play Crash Bash and this this one had analog sticks on it like this is before PlayStation 1 had analog sticks for real for real. Uh-huh. and um I remember that controller just didn't work. I was just like, bro, what is this? That might did not work. <laughs> uh,
1: yeah, there's a time Yeah, there a time where um peripherals were, were hit or miss and you just had to deal with it. Um I remember I hated it when, they, when when getting controllers used to get shortages in them and you had to wrap the controller wrap it around the thing. I hated it with a passion, bro. But I was like, man, I gotta get it. I, I gotta get it how I live. I can't afford to go get it. <laughs> So uh Yeah, but this is my the Elite series is my second um expensive controller. Um I bought the Elite, the original Elite, uh and it still works. So It's not like these are terrible controllers to buy. Um, So, yeah, I still have that one. I haven't bought anything for the PlayStation, but I did mod my, um, I remember telling you guys about this, I modded one of my PlayStation 5 controllers to put back buttons on them and they metal now, so I really don't have a need for this, like, at some point I thought I was gonna need it, but then I was like I realized I don't play this console that often, not competitively, and I already own two nice controllers for my Xbox, and they're not gonna stop me from playing these using these controllers on my Xbox series next generation, whatever the case may be. But PlayStation might, so I'm not gonna invest you know that amount of money on a controller and obviously these controllers don't last forever but again i had that elite since i had that elite since the original my original xbox one and it still works uh no not my original xbox one the xbox um sorry the xbox one x and i think that was in 2017 if i'm not mistaken Regardless, it' been it's been a while. It's been with me for a while, and um, yeah. I mean, it's nice that you, to have like these types of controllers. I just don't think they're the style of controller that they have right now. Like the Dual Sense with all the mechanics inside of it is a durable controller. To be honest, I don't think it's the durable mm-hmm. controller. There's a lot of people already complaining about how these things break, how the battery isn't terrible, how how they have like drift on their sticks and how sometimes it's like these real weird, weird, weird. it's not, I haven't had a weird connectivity issue, but people have mentioned that. Like I haven't seen that personally, nor have I like seen that widespread, but there's like a lot of things that are going on with that controller that people are just don't like. And I, I don't want to spend that type of money, especially when I know there's not that many games that's going to recall for that. Mm -hmm. that i specifically play on that console so i'm gonna leave it at that um i think the last time they got some money for peripherals like that was the mad cats from me i remember i remember buying like the controller and then i remember buying um I I had to use though i remember buying the steering wheel for mad cats um but yeah they had to do something they didn't do nothing last generation, so this is their new, new controller. I don't know if yeah. it's really news, but <laughs> it's there. I mean, uh, I think so because it's
2: it's offering like a premium product, hopefully. And I think a lot of people like the PS5s like mm-hmm. controller like functions and stuff like that is probably better than the DualShock Four. Yeah, um, but. Yeah, it went when to asked them for that a lot of money, that amount of money. I just hope that they actually make it premium because I didn't have a problem paying for the elite controller because I felt like it was actually worth it. Like if you touch it and you feel like the the quality of the materials and the customization that you can have and like Absolutely. The software support. It felt like it was worth it. Um and I've I've loved it. Um since then. Like I use the the normal controller every now and then, but I mostly play with the elite controller. Um, and it seems on par spec wise with what you give the elite controller. But if they're asking more money, I, I feel like they should be like justifying it and not just saying, because this is a PlayStation controller. So we want more money. Um, yeah. yeah. That being said, eventually there might be an elite controller three. Uh, I'll be interested in seeing what Microsoft can do to improve it. Cause it, it's already a great controller and you know, it probably could get better.
1: But Yeah, I don't really know yeah. because this is the first controller that came out with a built in battery pack too. I don't really know mm-hmm. what they can do to like improve it more. Um I really like the buttons layout. I like the the like the triggers, being able to do like mid and just no dead dead zone like you could change the dead zones on like the app with the controller settings it's it's a lot for this controller like the profile settings and all that um yeah it's 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 pretty extensive especially when um when you think about it it still got it still got the 3.5 millimeter jack which I don't, <laughs> that's hilarious hey, it do i thought it was C. No, the three point five millimeter like the headphone jack. Okay. Oh the, the headphone yeah, jack, okay. yeah, yeah. Yeah, the headphone <laughs> jack for both. Yeah, like I, I was I'm surprised it's still around for like the headphone jack, but people still use it. Um mm. but yeah, USB C for sure. Um but okay, moving on. Um they talked about Street Fighter gameplay mechanics. Um sure. I think I think I'm, I'm at the point now where I've seen enough gameplay. I'm just ready to play it, um, honestly, for Street Fighter VI. Uh, it still looks good. There's nothing wrong with them showing it off. I'm just like, yeah, y'all showing off. I don't know. I mean, I think everybody that's going to buy Street Fighter Six already convinced themselves they're going to buy it, so I don't really see them having to like add more detail to it at this point I just think they need to come out and the game need to just come out that's all I'm saying that's all I'm looking forward to the game uh still looks great um, there was a few other games that we already kind of spoke on lies of p um, we already talked about atomic heart they got a new tales from the Borderland game that was announced <laughs> I don't think y'all ever played uh, that one or I mean, if I'm, if y'all did, let me know. But, um, it was, it was good. It wasn't bad. Um, Karina did not play this one with me. I played, I think I played it by myself, but, um, mm-hmm. that was one of the things that we would always play like the dootales games together. She's really excited for the, uh, which I'm surprised they haven't showed off the wolf among us too. Like, I like, mm-hmm. haven't that one. Why wasn't why that one showing off a little bit more yet, but, um, that's what we're looking forward to. I mean, they showed High on Life, Wulong. Um, Long. <laughs> that's basically they—they—they're trying to say that it's not going to be like Neo, bro. That's all I see when I see that game. But um, Wu Long is their new. It's coming straight to Game Pass. It's like the new. Um, I forget the Team Ninja game. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they're. Basically, trying to say that it's not going to be exactly what I think it is. I just think it's going to be Neo and in, in this Wulong Fallen Dynasty type era, era, um, we're a little bit more traditional sense, but and honed in to like some of the weapons and things that they'd be using at the time. But Neo was the kind of the same thing, and it, and it had a lot of presence in that like um, time period. So. It's still a Souls like game. It's basically just Neo with the new name to me. I mean, I I hope to be proven wrong, but right now I'm not interested. And I mean it's it's gonna be free, so I might give it a shot. But um we all know how Neo played out for me. It's it's just not the greatest of the greatest games for me. So I don't really care. Uh he does... not uh kojima he's got a podcast now it's called brain structure that was announced at gamescom uh when we when they go um (laughs) Uh, why this man first off i want to know why this man got so much clout but at the same time i understand why he got it but the games he make yo like like the legit, like if you break them down and dissect these games, like they're all over the place. Don't have much structure, but he's praised as if he has like this, this uncanny ability to make, uh, great games. Um, Man, that's... What do y'all think? <laughs> <laughs> I know, yeah. I mean,
2: I don't. I understand. Like, Metal Gear Five wasn't my favorite. I didn't play. Death Stranding, oh, man. but at this point he's like thirty years solidified of like making some of the. Well, nowadays like people will say like Sony are top, like they make Last of Us and God of War, mm-hmm. but like back in the PS1 and PS2 era, it was Kojima. It wasn't even Sony. Like he was PlayStation exclusive, but he was the the number one IP person that people were look for. And I think Metal Gear 1 and 2 have really, really good writing. And, like, no other games do that uh, style of, like... Of course, it has, like, weird stuff in it. But um, those games focused a lot on, like, politics and, like, nuclear weapons. And it went in a lot of, like, detail detail. explaining you how this stuff actually works. And how they transport this stuff from one country to the other. And what happened and all this stuff. So, it was just very good. And plus, it was, like, graphically, like... uh, on on top, uh, Death Stranding. It seems like it's very weird. He was on more like kind of spiritual <laughs> type stuff, but at least people know that he has. Um, he's an interesting person to listen to, versus when you look at like Saints Row people, they ain't got nothing
1: to say. So, <laughs> so you, so we think, so. So this. I mean, so I'm not gonna listen think... to the podcast, but. Do you I understand. Think why he deserves the cloud, though. You, you think he, he he's earned it, right? He's earned the ability to 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 make an announcement yeah. about a podcast on a gamescom thing, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, okay. PlayStation gifted him the engine. <laughs> yeah, you you yeah. I I guess you're right. Um, okay, well, I'll leave mm-hmm. it at that. Man, what uh, you think,
2: Jalen? Is uh, is co- co- washed up?
1: jump
0: on. God, that boy could on. Uh. I oh, I got some opinions, man, but I'm just I'm I'm, I'm, I'm center,
1: or I ain't going to say I'm center, I'm, a, I'm skeptic. so. I oh, don't know. What you mean you skeptic, man? What are you talking about? Nah. Man, I ain't got much to say, bro. <laughs> <laughs> What does
0: that even mean he's, he's just as mysterious you know <laughs> nah you're talking about uh kojima right yeah kojima he just i don't i don't know man i, I feel like i'm gonna just i'm gonna just say real quickly like i feel like he has some ego stuff like they try to make konami look like that are bad guys i'm not saying that they're not but um it just seemed like he just had eyes with him because he wanted to do whatever he wanted to do. Like, man, I'm me, bro. I can do whatever I want to hear. Like, and that's that. And I ain't trying to hear nothing else about it. So he made that strand that mother was trash. <laughs> you know what I mean, yeah, I, I feel like you can't do all that. in that. I ain't gonna say the game was trash, trash,
1: mm-hmm.
0: but the game wasn't like it wasn't no Metal Gear Solid type stuff. So you can't you can't do all that stuff and then go. Your own studio and then go make that. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, I that think makes me make get Konami, weirder and weirder you know. from here on up, man. I think, yeah, I think Konami kept him sane a little, um, and the fact that he had like tactical espionage and like stuff like that to deal with. But now that he has his own free range, I don't really see him putting out, and that's when, and then when they really talked about the Xbox thing, I said oh man, he gonna give us some straight garbage, like I ain't gonna even hold you, nah. I said it's alright, because I own both consoles but I don't feel like I don't feel like Kojima is in the space now to make another Metal Gear or something like that, it's just not that it's not what he's in, interested in doing he wants to make a game great and that's and I can see like some of his visions within Death Stranding. But when it came out and I finished it, it it I, I came away with like, okay, I was fine playing it simply because of like the combat, it's no combat really in the game. It's really you just walking around, you're delivering packages, and you're like, the terrain, the journey is the game, right? And that can be fun to a degree, but at the end of the at the end of the day the story didn't make any sense it was a lot all over the place it was just a lot of mechanics and things in the game that didn't make much sense and it wasn't explained well and and people pretend like i'm crazy for questioning him or crazy for like questioning and don't get it but um i think it's just like he built the fan base that are interested in, in in tune with what he's doing, regardless of what it may truly be when you pull back the curtain. So um, I think he definitely earned the ability to make a podcast announcement on Gamescom so much. He's done for the like gaming community in whole, but I absolutely agree with Jalen. I think his time is, is, is at this point past where him putting out another, great game but I could be wrong and I would love to be wrong because I like you know um I liked some of Metal Gear Solid portions of Metal Gear Solid because I I don't believe I've ever completely beaten one outside of Sons of Liberty um no three I beat Snake Eater I didn't even I finished most of Sons of Liberty my brother finished it um I did not uh, mm. So yeah, it was like, um, yeah i I don't know, I don't know. So we'll see. Anyways, uh, moving on. Dune Awakening. It was a new IP. It was a new game that was announced. It's an open world survival MMO. As soon as they said MMO, I was uninterested. But I like Dune's world. I like the movie at least, and it's like an adaption of the movies. Like world not the book um i don't know did are we excited for mmos now or do we do you like really enjoy to play mmos or are we in our phase i'm in my i I want to talk for everybody else but my phase right now i'm in a single player mode phase honestly mm-hmm. um um as the
2: mmo player i'll say no i don't look forward to it because i don't think that normal people look forward to an mmo because they're not um they're not normal games they're like it kind of like destiny like you're looking for a commitment you're looking for a long-term game that you're gonna play every day over the next five years Mm -hmm. and some people want that but it 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 really like takes up all your time. So um, I don't know anybody that's, and plus MMOs always have like um, maybe like weird gameplay or like weird quest design or stuff like that. Anyways, it's just designed to keep your your time in there. The game could be fun, or they just have to make sure that it's a fun MMO. I think it might've been better off as like, maybe not an MMO, but we'll, we'll have to see the the problem is that a lot of mmos just fail and if they don't they they're just not putting up like good numbers to keep them what well-funded kind of like the new world um amazon is mmo people play it but it's not like a huge hit and i don't know how long it's gonna last um i i guess people play elder scrolls online i've never met anybody who plays that game but it's still around they keep announcing expansions but yeah the mmos are hard people mostly just get in for the ip um i don't know if i know dune is like popular but i don't know if it has a big enough ip to just like get people
1: in so mm. we'll we'll see yeah yeah it's it's I think you summed it up well like those are commitment games and right now Dune isn't that interesting to me to be like committing to a world like that and Mm -hmm. if they provide like the casual player a great experience then is it truly an MMO so we have figured that out once more is revealed Um, but if they're talking about an MMO my understanding is, is that it's a time sink So, um, but if it's like open world esque MMO style, because it's just got a lot of people playing online and it's not truly, if it's like, like, you know, like roguelike or roguelite and it's actually an MMO light or whatever, it could be fun, but, um, to join and play a little bit. But if you truly have to dedicate some time to it, um, even like at the, even at the like 40% scale of destiny, then I'm not interested (laughs) I'm not interested at all, so... Um... But, yeah. all the stuff that was announced and stuff that was looked at was Pentiment. Um That's a new uh, game. I, a lot of people are excited about it. It's, it's like a tale through time. I might give it a shot just to play it. But I really wanted to play Stardew Valley recently. I haven't ever played the game, but people say it's a fun little game to play at, um... on their own time, so... I was going to try Stardew Valley. And I, I don't know if I'm going to start Stardew Valley, but Pentiment is on Game Pass. So mm-hmm. there's a the plus there. Um, Atlas is Fallen. Don't know much about it. Looks very flashy. Kind of reminds me of uh, Godfall. Not interested. Um, mm-hmm. The Devil in Me. Uh, the Dark Pictures. Uh, another game from them. I never enjoyed their games, never thought they were fun um the last one I played was the one with oh girl, but I don't remember her name now um anyway the the dark picture games they're they're just that um they're they're kind of like the, the quarry was good so. which one devil and me or are you talking about the one before M- made of Maid, man of Media. no
2: they have one that came out this year called the Quarry. Was
1: that from Dark Pictures?
2: It's not it's from the same studio, but it's not a part of the Dark Pictures like uh trilogy or whatever thing they do it.
1: Oh, I, I heard a lot about Quarry, the Quarry. Um I never played it though. Um I thought it was like more of a social esque game because of like I think you I think you can play with other people or am I mistaken on that? I don't know. Yeah, uh,
2: the corey has multiplayer just like the the other Man of Medan stuff. But um, I think I don't know if it's shorter or something like that. But people said it's good, and it's separate from whatever they're doing with
1: like the uh, the dark pictures. Gotcha. Okay. Well, I mean, if there's an audience for it, obviously there there is because they keep playing announcing these types of games, and people enjoy them. Uh, it's just not my type of game at all. So, um, but to yeah. each his own. Like this, is this kind of falls into the realm of Telltale games. And I think Telltale just did it better, but I could be wrong. Only played two, and at, at that point, I was like, "Yeah, I'm over this." Um, what else? Recreation, um. That's basically like another burnout type game. Um there's other stuff that came out, but really those were the true highlights outside of um the last one is the Lords of the Fallen reboot, which we we call Jalen dubbed that Sleepy Souls. Um but it's a reboot coming out for the twenty it came out in 2014. Jeez Louise. Like they just can't let it die, huh? They, they want to put people back to sleep. They want to put people back to sleep, man. That's crazy. But that's pretty much Gamescom. Overall, I give it an 8 out of 10, Gamescom. Like I thought it was going to be lackluster in a lot of announcements, but it really has some interesting stuff come out of it. Not the greatest or biggest stuff, but it like stuff that I was interested in, I found myself, you know... Liking the stuff they covered. I thought it was actually nice. Um, Hogwarts, obviously. We all know you can play as your favorite. Camp, Slytherin, Hufflepuff, Gryffindor, whatever. I understand this is a big audience for this. And I'm actually in that audience. But I really hate the hype train behind this game at this point. I don't like how fanatic people are acting. I get it. It's Harry Potter, but calm down. <laughs> I just say calm down. Don't be disappointed because you're just going all in for the game. Like people can have a different opinion. The game is shaping up to what they like. I just don't want people to always feel like you have to love it because it's it's the first like true big expansive harry potter game you don't have to love it still i think it's gonna look cool i think it is cool um just let it breathe you know give it some time anyways i sound like a hater i guess that is a hater comment if y'all love a game love it to full capacity maybe i just don't want to see it and i gotta change my algorithm um but moving on anything final words for gamescom before we move on to the next topic Uh, nah, nah. Okay. All right. Let's keep it moving. Halo Infinite is that a dead game? Is it or is it not dead? Um, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna let you take it first, Josh. What you think about Halo? I know there's. Actually, let me add in what's coming. So, Halo Infinite for the fall. They're getting. um, They're going to get the Forge mode. And I think they're going to get um, the co-op campaign, not on—I mean, online—and they're going to do forge beta. And I think, um, yeah, they're going to have some new maps. That's what's going to happen for the fall, like starting November eighth, I believe. Yeah. Uh,
2: yeah. So that's what's coming up for Halo. Um, well, actually, I have to look at the list because there's a lot going on with Halo and it, most of it is not good uh, because ha- <laughs> they've been having a lot of issues with, with whatever. But you said is it a, is it a dead game and I say probably at this point, yes, uh, because the game came out uh, I remember I talked about it. I really liked it. It was one of the best shooters that came out last year, and I played a lot of it. And they had uh the game launched with like a okay amount of content, and their first season was going to be uh, extra long. They said they needed to delay it, so instead of being like three months, it was like six months. And during that time, they had like small little weekly events every now and then. You could jump in, unlock some cosmetics, and then um whatever. That was cool for the first season, um, but for the second season, which is technically this season, right? This is season two. Uh, um,
1: yeah, yeah, season two started. Yeah, that wolf, that wolf one started it. Or whatever that wolf. Yeah, that wolf
2: started thing. in like March or April, and yeah. it's uh, September. So it's been going on for another six months. So it's like. Every other online game has like a three month season because that's kind of the limit to what you can do. And them spreading out content over this last season has killed a lot of like momentum for the game. A lot of people are tired, but like they want new content or the issues or the bugs and stuff down there taking too long to get fixed. And so with and Forge was supposed to already be out because it was supposed to launch with season two. Now we're coming to the end of season two. And Forge is still not out. Same thing with uh, Campaign Co-op. The game was supposed to launch with Campaign Co-op. And now we here we are a year after the game came out. Still not out. Um, mm-hmm. And so all those issues with new issues that are coming up where it's like the Forge beta is finally coming. The online co-op is finally coming. Uh, they're going to delay the next season. Season 3 is not going to start until spring so season two is going to continue until spring and they're going to have a bunch of smaller weekly events between now and spring but that's not a new season with like the new battle pass and new blah blah blah, new maps and all that stuff we're getting they're they're drip feeding everything to like spread out the game and that's like people are already tired of that and if we got to do that for another six months it's like your game is going to die off that but also, they, they went ahead and announced that they got to like, they're having issues with like, um, the split screen, um, co op with, you mm-hmm. know, two people on the same console plan, that they have to cancel that for, uh, this game. And there's still going to be online co op, but it's not going to have split screen co op. Personally, I don't care about split screen co op and never play Me split neither. screen yeah. games and I don't, I never like them. But I think, the, it's two problems one you already promised it and now you're cutting it and not giving a good explanation or even like making it up to your player so that's a lot of bad will and then two the on the halo community is weird because it's like people do challenges and go back and play co-op and like oh we gonna play co-op and not use any weapons and beat the game and stuff like that like that's how the community has always like thrived and with these online games you gotta take care of your community because like with destiny whenever they make their community mad like the game you can tell is gonna suck for the next season because the community is upset with Bungie and that's never like a good um situation because the community keeps the game alive. So anyways, all those issues, delays, making the community mad and stuff like that, it's like people are kind of done with Halo Infinite. It's still a yeah. fun game at its core. But you're not. It's a terrible. uh Live service game. It like. Like every other live service game. is already got this stuff. Uh, down. And I understand it. it's hard. To like keep a. Online service game going. Like we all seen it with Destiny. But also Destiny came out 10 years ago. And like there have been a whole bunch of other examples. And. It's kind of like. And you're Microsoft backed, so like it's not like you ain't got money. So, <laughs> uh, I don't know what's up for me. I'm, I'm just not gonna touch it for a year or two. Hopefully, they can turn it around, but for a lot of people, it, it might be too late.
1: Yeah, I think it's too late. Um, at this point, if they come out with like a large, expansive map pack and like a bunch of different modes and um, find a way for them to revamp the audience because you lost the moment. It's like this. It's so unfortunate because it's still a solid, you know, shooter, and a it's probably the best I've felt Halo be in a long time. Um, but yeah, unfortunately, when you lose that, there's so many other games out there that's just like going to keep coming, going to keep expanding, going to keep making money and Halo is very much so... I feel like it was a $60 game that tried to push in a free model and they don't really understand how expensive it is to continue a free model game. It's expensive. Regardless of what we think, it's expensive to do that. To continue to have people pump out content on the, you know, every three month basis. Like good Mm -hmm. content and like have people excited to play like that's hard um and it's like it's always it's always ongoing like you don't have a break so maybe they're maybe they didn't realize what they were doing when they did that free-to-play crap um but at the end of the day if they only had a shell of a game at the beginning anyway how could they sell it for 60 bucks so it's yeah
2: and that's another thing where it's like with it being Halo and them having history it's kind of like they get no leeway on that because because mm-hmm. the community right now is tearing them 343 three Industries apart because Halo 5 which came out on uh, Xbox 1 mm-hmm. comparing like the same like first year content like Halo 5 in its first year had 3 4 times as much content in in the first year obviously the game wasn't getting brand new content for five years. Like it was only like a year and a half mm-hmm. or something that got new content, but it got a lot of support in the beginning and people felt that. And now comparing this is like, what happened to all that support? Like you used to drop five maps at a time. Now you're dropping one or two.
1: <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't know. Uh, maybe it was less pressure and they just didn't have it. A- a care in the world, but I don't know if they're trying to like extensively redouble check everything, but it really just honestly seems as if every all they are very much so in a space now where they're realizing what a live service game is and they they're having a hard time catching up. And they ought and you can just tell that from all of the uh extended seasons. Like you could just see it like there's no way impossible that you think somebody's going to be able to mull on two new maps, uh, co op missions, f- uh, forge for another six months before you actually put anything new in the game. Like, uh, it's going to be tough. So, but that's okay, though. Um, yeah, that's okay. I think, um, when Jalen kind of mentioned, he was like, yeah, it's just more Halo. And I was like, yeah, it's just more Halo. But they do no, they didn't finish that. <laughs> they didn't finish that for me. Basically, it was like, yeah, it's Halo. It's and it's the same thing. But for for them to be able to, like, start to re- amp up the community and, like, put a battery in people's backs on why the game should be succeeding was left was lost so um there was really nothing else i could say back after that is like yeah it's just more halo if you want to play halo you can play it but there's nothing new exciting or um different about it like they don't have new maps they not really have a a really fleshed out mm, map or um process or even a um, road map sorry a roadmap for what's come what's to come and it's not a good one especially if it's taken so long so really um yeah i mean it's fine to hop in and play a few matches here and there but it's nowhere near what it used to be um it's it's not going to be that either because it's just unfortunate that it's taken so long for them to get stuff out to the community but that's a wrap on uh halo um, I don't really got much to say. Any, anything to add there, um, Jalen before we move on. But we know you, you already caught it, so.
0: No, I ain't got nothing else to say
1: on All right. Well, moving on, let's talk about Netflix. Netflix is um it has to it has to do what it said it never will do. It's got to add those ads. Um seven to nine dollars per month. Let me ask. I know I pay for Netflix. Do y'all pay for Netflix, or do y'all have it? Is it uh, yeah, well, I think we might pay for. Uh, yeah. Okay. What about you, Jalen? Do you have it, or do you pay for it? I just uh, got it. He just got it. Well, no,
0: and I, I, I like, I just, I only have it. I don't. Yeah.
1: Okay. So no payment coming out of your pocket. Got it. All right. Um, well, my question is: Does this does cost difference actually make make you want to switch? Like, um, I don't. I hate ads, and I always will pay a premium to not get ads. I pay a premium on YouTube to not get ads, and that's. Like the best decision I ever made in my life. Like I hate ads to with a with a, with a passion. Like I just don't want to see them. So, um, I will always continue to move go towards the non ad based subscriptions. HBO Max or uh, everything, regardless Disney Plus. I'm I'm not going with ads. Um, but for people that don't care and they do pay for it, um, Josh, with this. Do you care about ads? Like, do you like you care? Do you watch, you know, cuz you you know you're not TV, man. So, do you even care that um that that'd be my first question. Do you care that they have an ad supported subscription and would that be a would that be a switch for you?
2: Uh yeah, I do care for ads in something that I'm paying for. Um mm-hmm. and I I guess it it depends. Like YouTube is free and you can pay to remove the ads. Twitch is free, and you can uh pay to remove the ads. Netflix is not free and they're asking for more money to remove the ads. And that's like for me where I would draw the line cuz like mm. YouTube I, I I'm okay with like um uh, cuz we have YouTube uh whatever premium. uh with premium so it, it can be ad free. Um, but you can share that with your family. So you, you benefit off that. But Netflix, yeah. the whole thing is that they're trying to capitalize on people sharing and, um, get, you know, uh, nickel and dime you. So they can put the ads in. And like, personally, I, I don't watch Netflix that much to, to care for it. I mean, to, um, feel like I need to pay more to remove the ads. I would just rather cancel my subscription and like borrow it from somebody. Uh, so I don't really see it, this as like a good move. I think if it's a tier option, like free Netflix, uh, but with ads and stuff like that, but they're they're kind of screwing over their existing customers. And that's not OK with me. So, yeah, I, I wouldn't uh, pay for it.
1: So you, do you and think- with
2: all the alternatives, uh, I would just watch
1: HBO or Disney and stuff like that. <laughs> Jalen, where are you, where are you currently with your Netflix watching? Do you watch much Netflix?
0: Uh, I don't I don't watch Netflix that much. So, um, yeah, I don't, I don't watch it too much. Okay.
1: Mm-hmm. Um, so we really ain't got no stake in them doing this. I mean, I watch it, but I would rather, uh, because it's not like I guess the, the the what I was trying to get at was that both all of us have like a different experience with Netflix. I have the experience of I want ads. Just I'm I'm glad you kind of stated that's like your stance is that you know you shouldn't pay for something that you got to pay for it then pay for, to remove something from it because you feel like it's a premium and really in reality I was thinking of it from the standpoint of they're trying to provide a tier for their customers, which they already have tier. They have like the HD Ultra, um, and then they have like the standard HD, and then they now they're going to have this one where they can like be able to get it even cheaper. Um from a business standpoint, it makes a ton of sense to do because obviously Disney Plus has theirs coming around the corner. HBO Max has already launched theirs. Hulu has been in the game for forever and they've been sticking with their ads for the longest and you can pay for the premium one where you don't get ads. Um, and I think Hulu was the very first one to do it um, a long time ago. Um Netflix has just built their brand around no ads, no waiting for content, no weekly episodes. And I feel like slowly but surely they have started to realize that they can't sustain it and um, they have to move back to reality. And if they want to continue to grow their business in a way where it's profitable and like really people are. You know, buying into their ecosystem per se because they want people to be there with games. They want people to be there for everything. Um, so, yeah, I just I feel like there's a lot. Um, there's a lot to be said around giving people the opportunity to to really update everything. It's like a lot. I'm um, trying mean, to not update everything, but to, to give people the opportunity to kind of choose where they want to go. I just don't know if it's going to backfire on them because um, they have chosen to change course. Like they literally have changed course multiple times now. Like there's literally weekly episodes on their account on their system now where they allow weekly things to happen. Like they will put out content on a week to week basis. Um, yet, granted, they're they're lesser than shows. They're not their bigger shows, but they never said that they were going to do that ever. And that's what it kind of turned into. Um, same thing when it came to the ad. They never want to ad support it. Um, um, but there's just a lot of, you know, a lot of flip flopping now at this point. And it was all triggered because they lost so many subscribers. But obviously... They're gonna lose subscribers when the when like what's the first thing to go when you're thinking about like money wise in your household like you ain't gonna turn off your electricity to to keep watching Netflix on your phone like you know <laughs> you need your electricity so Netflix is gonna go like there's a freaking pandemic there's people losing jobs there's people that can't afford these luxuries per se. Why would you not think that they like even if you did a 7 dollar one it's not as if this is the model you know that's going to bring people back in like oh I can't afford 15 but I can definitely afford 7 no that's not what it is it's it's like cutting out the additionals um regardless of what they think but I feel like they're now in a space where they feel like they have to compete with Disney and all the other ones because if they have like the ad supported versions, everybody else has it. They have to like conform. No, I just think it's a bright I think it's very you have to be very smart about your increases. You have to be very smart about the content you provide and you have to cut costs where it's important, and not and try to not try to get people back in that left because the price was too high. And they couldn't afford it at that time. I think it's I think leaving it in the stake of premium versus non-premium, like HD versus ultra HD and allowing certain amount of accounts to get on. It really expanding your 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 um, reach. Uh, but the whole crackdown on people sharing accounts, the whole let's let's try to get pe- cheaper people in here. It just seems it just gives is just giving off. We trying to we, we're trying to correct in real time where just not none of this stuff was thought out like they never no one ever thought about the the world the economy going in a down. like you're a worldwide company you never thought about like the economy getting turning or over on you turning over or becoming like a, a i mean i guess digressing like they they never thought of that they never i, I feel like that's what they never thought of and now they're trying to do mm-hmm. all this other stuff that oh let me catch the people that's you know Let's catch the people that's sharing passwords and not logging in at the same spot. What's your home address? We need to make sure you're not <laughs> you're not <laughs> in this spot or whatever. It's 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 just, it's very weird, um, but yeah, and it's
2: it's not good uh, customer service because like I mean, obviously Netflix is like a lot of people is like this is TV. This is the main way to watch TV, so a lot of people are not going to give it up, but. Raising prices and then like trying to crack down on how people use it is never a good look. And that's part of it's not the main reason, but it's part of the reason why you lose subscribers and this move is not going to get people back. Hopefully it, it fills up their bottom line, but it also could just be like a, a cause for more drops. Because like, who knows, a lot of people might not want to pay more money to Netflix to remove the ads. So they just cancel it
1: you know yeah that that it's just is this it's very simple like people can't afford it people are not gonna buy it there's nothing else to it there's nothing like no no strategy behind it there's nothing else like you're 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 you're, you're gonna recover i just feel like they're 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 course correcting for something that they should have been already um they should have already been uh making adjustments for like they cancel plenty of shows. They they understand where the budgets lie, where they're where they have to cut things like actual entertainment. Like they're literally spending a lot of money to continue to bring content in. Maybe fo- refocusing that content on stuff that's good and not just throwing anything and everything against the wall that could possibly cause your bottom line to be better. There's things that you can do to cut, you know, costs. There's not this this, 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 you know, Hail Mary situation that you're in really. Um, But, you know, you got to, you got to keep impressing them shareholders. You got to keep that stock up. So this is what kind of comes from that. Like where your, your morals and your, your, your mission kind of changes. So I'm not, I'm all for people adapting. I'm all for people, you know, companies being able to grow and like understand that their, their time and their space, but, you know, Netflix built themselves off that messaging, you know, and um, for that messaging to change now is it good business sense. Yes, because at the end of the day, um, Hulu ain't got no issues. You know what I'm saying? Like they've been around for a very long time and they always had ad supported and non-ad supported content. And um, it's have it's let them thrive and they, they don't have as much content as Netflix and they still are thriving, but obviously their share is very small and they kind of stuck with their guns and they still, you know, created and built a network of um, actual content that people want to watch and allowed them to stay in the games in some way, shape or form. Nice, break, good partnerships. Uh, Netflix does the same thing. I just feel like they're a little bit more greedy in regards to how much they should be earning, how much they should be doing and um, truly. Um, I think they're extremely terrified of Disney, um, but, you know, we'll see. I just think um, they already knew that was happening. That's why they start wrapping up their original content. And I think their original content, as long as they continue to produce in a way that they have, I don't think it should be an issue. Um, but you can tell. You can tell that their content and their quality has diminished. So they cut in cost. So it's not like they're not, uh, but you know, whatever. That's all I got on Netflix. Um, I just feel like that was, it's pretty telling that they're um, in this, in this panic type mode when they don't really have to be. Uh, But the next thing, um, and I think it's going to have to be the last thing was that Assassin's Creed Uh, Assassin's Creed Mirage. Uh, <laughs> I don't really got nothing to say on them I, I mean I do but I just I already talked about Ubisoft Ubisoft is in a space now where I don't respect them as a gaming company um, I don't really enjoy their games that much um, nothing, that, nothing I really go back to for them um, the last two assassins creeds have been very much a uh, hard pill to swallow. Um, they're fine. I'm not saying that they're terrible. I just know, I think they won with the original formula of assassins creed origins and they just kept doing it. And, um, maybe, maybe our, maybe our response to assassins creed origin is what we got to let us down to this path. Um, a very, very large expanse of games. Um, assassin's Creed is no longer about assassins, in my opinion. It's more about just, you know, trying to recreate that time period. And um, and that is what they're selling to people now. It's not about really strengthening uh, their game, their core gameplay. Um, it felt like that. But then when I pull it back and I look at it, Um, I definitely liked Assassin's Creed 2's gameplay more than I like Assassin's Creed's Origins gameplay. Um, but it was like something fresh revamped. The pyramids were enticing and everything about it felt new, you know? Um, but maybe that was a bad thing. Maybe that, maybe allowing them to continue down that path caused a problem, I just don't want this game to be another one of those where literally you're dealing with the same type of situation where you're in this very big, expansive RPG world. Um, and you're thinking to yourself, you know, why am I running around with a sword? Um, and why is it, why is it still called Assassin's Creed? Shouldn't it be called something else? Like, I don't know. Um, but it shouldn't be called Assassin's Creed, it's just not that anymore. Um But Assassin's Creed Mirage was announced. People are a lot of the leaks at least are saying that it's going back to its roots of not as roots, but it's going back to that style of game, like Assassin's Creed 2. Yeah,
2: more traditional.
1: Yeah, Mm -hmm. Um, more traditional, more about assassinations, more about planning, executing properly, Um, actually being able to hide in crowds, hide in cover. Um, I know Assassin's Creed Valhalla did it with the hood um, or whatever, but honestly, I played plenty of that game and it all felt about sieges and um, just taking stuff head on. So, um, yeah, I hope that it's fun. I hope that it, it, it really is a, a, a hit if it goes back to his roots because then it kind of can tell them that, hey, we need to shift our gears back to that originality or um, putting our putting our focus back on the core gameplay that got us started. Um, yeah, well, I mean, which 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 Assassin's Creed for you guys was the most impactful or most interesting one you played? um. I know for me it was two. I don't... Yeah, it was definitely two. Assassin's Creed 1 was very, like, bleak. It was, like, good for, for, like, its first iteration. But Assassin's Creed 2 really took a lot and, like, ran with it. and made it a lot more fun. Uh, Assassin's Creed 3... um, I didn't like the story, so I didn't like it. But Assassin's Creed 2 was definitely the one that was, like, the biggest highlight. And then they started coming out with, you know, like liberation syndicate black flag black flag was pretty fun um i just like being a pirate though so i don't know which one was which which one of the assassin's creed games, if y'all played all well, a lot of them was the most impactful or like the one you thought was the coolest
2: man let's show
1: favorite one jayla he's obviously unity he loved that one he said he bought that twice did he buy that twice yeah, I think you bought that twice. And then that.
2: um Yeah, for I agree. Uh Assassin's Creed 2 is like the, the peak. Well it's it's hard because like it because it had like two sequels, but that era. Two Revelations and uh what was the other one? Brotherhood were the peak of Assassin's Creed where they had an interesting story. The environments and everything were interesting, the gameplay was um uh, pretty good and even though you were with the same character they tried to i guess mix it up a bit so it didn't feel as samey the other games haven't been as successful at that because they unfortunately got into a formula that got tired like the old assassin's creed gameplay i know a lot of people miss it but the reason that it went away is because it was it was tired and they needed to do something new. Um. Like, I hate following people and hiding in the bushes, and I hate walking in the crowd. Like, I've done that in for 12 games, and I wanted something different, so I was happy with Origins. For Origins was, it was different. It, you could still sneak around and climb buildings, but you had a lot of options to, like, you know, use the environment or just go in and fight people. And that was a cool change, plus the environment. Um, Unfortunately, they lean too much into, like, the RPG stuff. It it wasn't necessary. They wanted you to have a loot system and level up. And enemies that are five levels higher can one-shot you and stuff like that. So I, that, that stuff turned people off. Um, I was okay with it just because I was enjoying the game, but I understand that that was a problem. In Odyssey, which is kind of my... Uh, I think... Assassin's Creed 2 is still my favorite, but Odyssey is up there is like one of my favorites because just the gameplay was fun. Like they you but they fix a lot of issues from origins. It's a lot easier to like just one-shot people to stick around. You can be stealthy and stuff if you want to. Or you can just play it like an action game. Um so that was cool. Valhalla still, they tried to bring some more stealth stuff back. Unfortunately it was not good and it was not necessary because there's no reason to sneak around. You can just run in there and kill everybody uh, with no consequences. Um, so, yeah, anyways, 2 is was the best era. Going back to that, I think, is good. Hopefully, it doesn't feel samey or tired like it did with, like, Assassin's Creed Rogue and Unity. Because, um, I mean, Unity had glitches and stuff, but I think people were also tired of Assassin's Creed at that point. Um so with that being said um i was i wanted to say something about valhalla where i don't know if we have time to get to it but we were going to talk about what's one of the worst games that you finished (laughs) yes sir um personally i don't know but on that list would definitely be assassin's creed valhalla uh because assassin's creed like i know people like want it to go like back to the assassin stuff and thing like that but the story has not um changed at all the story has been just as convoluted and wacky as it has been in all the other games and it for me it kind of got like worse because in Valhalla spoilers for Valhalla if you haven't played it it's like you obviously they got people that live thousand years ago with magic and stuff like that and all those games got like some sort of magic element And Valhalla, like, you meet somebody who's actually still alive from the past, and, like, he's, like, tricking you and made you go around and kill all these people for no reason, blah, blah, blah. Anyways, at the end of the game is a big... Well, you know, like, Asgard, because in that game it had, like, the the normal timeline, and then it had, like, Mm -hmm. the Asgard part. Yep. Basically, once you finish both, it reveals everything, and this guy is actually from the quote-unquote Asgard, and he tricked you, and you fight each other in like a boss fight at the end and um, something weird happens where he puts you into a machine and he uh, how to put it because Assassin's Creed is about the modern day people they get an Animus and they dream or whatever about the past uh, somehow this dude reverses that process and Instead of the modern day person waking up in her normal body, he wakes up in her body. So he <laughs> is in the present. Um and his name is uh Vasim or something like that. He he used to be an assassin or whatever. All the leaks I've seen about the next Assassin's Creed game is supposed to be about this character, Vasim, when he was younger. And it's like I this this plot this story is so stupid now i don't want to play a whole game as this character that i hate that you introduced in this last game so that's my biggest hang up with the new thing not even like the gameplay the gameplay is might be fun the graphics <laughs> can be pretty this will be fun to walk around the city but like this story is like stupid now but i mean it's always meant like that but it's just getting worse, and it doesn't seem like it's leading anywhere, it's just like, y'all just doing crazy shit for no reason.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Assassin's Creed has been very much so broken, um, like, story wise, I feel like it's been way too convoluted. I think when they started, I mean, immediately once they started doing all, like, the, the real world stuff, and, like, really incorporating that into the story, and not just, like, trying to fish out memories to understand what happened in those times, um, They could have easily just left it as in like they're trying to solve cases and like they're going through the memories to like it could have been on some real easy detective stuff and they just kind of saw cases in these time frames or whatever. I don't even care what the premise was, but what this is, this overarching large story that is so in in my mind now, boring Um, I just don't care, you know, like I don't care to leave and pay attention to what I'm doing outside of the animus. Everything is inside the game. That's what I'm interested in. And um, like for them to try to juggle both of this at the same time tells me all I need to know about them and their storytelling. Like they don't really truly have a grip on it. Um, Yeah, because
2: it's the what happens is like the story in the past just doesn't matter. Because it's all about whatever they're doing in the future. And so that kind of like waste your time. You like you're in the this Viking area for 80 hours and it mm-hmm. don't matter because all you're going to do is go back to the real world and, and nothing you did is going to matter. So that's the that's the whole problem that it's been facing uh, for a while. Um, Odyssey and Origins were OK. They they didn't mm-hmm. put too much emphasis on it. But, like, this one it just went, like, stupid. And I kind of don't want to see more of it. Anyways, hopefully the gameplay is fun, at least. Because I just do still like Assassin's Creed, like, exploring the city and, like, seeing all these different cultures and stuff that they make. But, yeah, the with the, the stupid
1: sci-fi story stuff, it kind of ruins it. Yeah, agreed. I think um, there's going to be a day where um assassin's creed is finally going to tell a great story and it's probably gonna have to deal with nothing but the timeline that it's in like that's why i like the black flag so much because i like the story of black flag and nothing about the other stuff and like most of the time you didn't spend you didn't spend any time really outside of your world and it was cool And obviously they had a bunch of different new mechanics and I thought the game was pretty interesting, but overall, like Assassin's Creed Mirage would have to show me so much in order for me to get to play this game. Like so much, there's plenty of open world games that are just now way more interesting and if, if Assassin's Creed is going to still do the same RPG, I might as well just wait for some cyberpunk DLC. I might as well just wait for some actually good storytelling to come out. I wouldn't want to do it from here at this point. Like I've tried enough to know that I'm not interested. So. And that funny tidbit about you saying <laughs> what games um, that we was actually I don't like and stuff like that. I forgot that. Uh, yeah, because I was talking about. I think it was what Dead Rising three. Yeah, Dead Rising three was probably the worst game I finished. Um, mm-hmm. It just had no plot. It had no point, and um, it 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 lost all the momentum that Dead Rising one and two had. Dead Rising three was terrible. Dead Rising four was even worse. So I think that's why they stopped making them. Um, but yeah, like f- just overall. Bad game, yeah. Dead Resin Three, definitely. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's pretty much all we got for this week. There's uh, not much to say. Anything, anything you want to add on Assassin's Creed Mirage before we get up out of here, Joshua Jayla Uh, no.
2: I mean, this is still Ubisoft flagship, so I think. If this is like their highest quality game they come out with this year, that's good. But I think like you said, they got a lot to prove to people so.
1: Gotcha. I think they do too. I think it's gonna be a really tough road for them. Especially when the when they actually lack when they're lacking in a lot of areas and they and they haven't proved themselves in a, quite a bit about any of this stuff that we're talking about. <laughs> like story, gameplay. Repetitive, like actual cool moments, not not being repetitive, uh, not feeling like not 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 boats flying in the air, glitches and weird mm-hmm. stuff mm-hmm. happening. Like they have so much to prove to show that they actually can make a solid game. Like I feel like condensing it could help them, you know, cut out a lot of the errors and like the weird stuff that was happening in their older games and like a lot of the the boring stuff that happens but we will see uh but yeah but if you got to this part appreciate you guys listening thank you always for tuning in um you're the real og we got a lot more to talk about we didn't get to everything we want to talk about this week because we never do but we try to get it much faster more concise and our talking points so we can make sure we get to everything you want to talk about uh, but thank you guys for listening. As always, um, you can always find this on your favorite podcast place or on my YouTube channel at BCD Universe. And we will talk to you guys in the next video podcast episode, whatever you want to call it. Peace.